is a Friday. Thanks for joining us here on the radio. I'm Eric Carpenter, and this is KCVL, KCRK. Enjoy this Friday. Enjoy Saturday. And I'm not too sure about Sunday and Monday yet. We're going to talk about that upcoming weather forecast that coming up in just a little bit. The Kettle Falls City Council meeting. They had a meeting scheduled for July the 5th. It has been rescheduled for July 12th. That'll be at 7 p.m. at the Kettle Falls City Hall, 580 Myers Street. Again, there will be no Kettle Falls Council meeting on July the 5th. It was canceled and rescheduled for July the 12th. In the city of Colville, well, they have a council seat to fill. Here's information you need to know if you're interested in applying. This is Jack Smith, Mayor of Colville. We have a council position for anybody who meets qualifications in Ward 3. Pretty much the qualifications are simple. You have to be a citizen of the United States, and you have to have lived within the city limit for at least a year. And you have to be from Ward 3, which is essentially, we have three wards in the city. Ward 3 is on that southern third that's kind of bisected by Hawthorne that goes up there. And it's bounded east to west kind of in the vicinity of the park, although you'd have to check the description on the website to find out exactly what you need to be on that one. That was my seat. That term will expire on December 31st, 2023. All they have to do is go to our city website and they'll find all the information they need. If you want to go to colville.wa.us, they'll come to our city's website. Council Vacancy Ward 3, Position 6. There's an application packet that gets put in. It'll tell them everything they need to get put in. Deadline is July 5th at 5 p.m. Print off your application. If you have any questions, you can contact the clerk's office for that. It'll tell you everything you need to know about it. What'll happen at the following council meeting, following that date right there, anybody who submitted an application, their applications will come before the council and a public hearing. They'll be asked just a series of questions. They'll answer those questions. And then the council will go into an executive session, which is a private session, which is not open to the public to discuss the qualifications and get a kind of a sense of who they want to select for that position. And the council will vote. And whoever gets the most votes, provided that's a majority, they will be elected. The deadline for applying for that Colville City Council seat is July 5th at 5 in the afternoon. The City of Kettle Falls, they also are seeking letters of interest for a City Council position. That is for Council position number 2. The City Council meets the first and third Tuesday of each month at 7 in the evening at the Kettle Falls City Hall. All City Council members must have lived in the city limits for one year and be a registered voter. Interested citizens may submit a letter of interest to the Mayor, Jesse Garrett, P.O. Box 457, Kettle Falls, Washington, 99141. 
Or if you like, you can drop off a letter of interest at City Hall, 580 Myers Street. The letters of interest for the Kettle Falls City Council, they need to be in by 4.30 in the afternoon prior to or by July the 19th. Experience, technology, satisfaction, a written warranty, and over 30 years' experience. That's what makes Davis Auto Rebuild stand out from the rest. At Davis Auto Rebuild, customers are our number one priority, and we realize how difficult it is to be without your vehicle. So we make it easier for you with loaner and rental cars, and also help with your insurance claims. Call Davis Auto Rebuild at 684-3137 or stop in at 1175 South Main in Colville and see the Davis Auto Rebuild difference. There was the listening session. It was held earlier this week by the Stevens County Commissioners down at the Ag Trade Center. Colville Mayor Jack Smith answered some questions about the proposed homeless encampment. It's going to be installed by the wastewater treatment facility. The city requesting 125000 in homeless funds. The commissioners wanted feedback from the community. About 50 people attended that meeting, and we thought you might be interested in some of what the public had to say. All right, I guess we could just open it up for questions. The question I have when you're talking about all of these things that they're going to be given, who's paying for this? I hate to tell you guys, but you know, our pockets are beginning to get holes in them. And I think everybody better start thinking about the public who is putting the dollars out for all of this. Some of us are beginning to get holes in our pockets also. I think this is a good idea. We're not ignoring the problem. And I think we can all say that ignoring it does not work. I also happen to live across the street from the park. So there's nothing anybody in this room can tell me about the homeless problem in Colville that I haven't watched. But what this does, the money is out there, the money's been collected on state taxes. West will for sure, but I think it has to do with real estate transactions. Right, they're recording fees on real estate transactions, so there are funds available to do this. Doing nothing doesn't work. Doing nothing just exasperates the problem because the city's hands are tied, the county's been fortunate, they, they haven't chosen a spot yet. But they have in the past, the fish hatchery is one of them. So this is going to be a tool in the belt to help manage this problem. Anybody that thinks we're giving them great facilities to move into, it's going to be a gravel lot. The most expensive thing is going to be a fence. And Jack, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I was there when you presented it. So if I'm wrong, as you know, set me straight. But it's, there's going to be a fence around it, so there's a little bit of control. They're going to work on getting some lighting so that they can't hide in the dark. There's going to be running water. There's going to be uh, porta potties, I assume, mats here, but I heard they're doing it. And there's going to be trash pickup, so they're not going to just throw their trash in the park or in your neighborhood. So I think it's a good thing. It's not going to solve all the problems with homelessness. This is going to help everybody because not everybody has a camper, not everybody has a place they can sleep in a car. But it's going to help some problems, and it's going to help the city and/or the county when the time comes have some options, and that's really what it's about. I'm the director of Hope Street. When you say enforcement, so it's like they're being punished 
for being homeless. No. Uh, so they're going to be in a fence. You know, there's a lot of people that can't even be together because there's all these different little cliques. It's going to cause a lot of chaos. I'm telling you firsthand. I work with them every day. Well, we're no strangers to chaos. Uh, <laughs> I understand that. Right not that I'm not saying this is a good idea, because it is a great idea. Absolutely. And I'll be a part of it. Absolutely. There are certain places that are better than other places. We think we have a place here where we can manage this. Uh, localize the problem and manage it a lot better than how it's being managed now, which is it's not being managed. We don't have We'll be keeping an eye on it, pass it along to you, the actions of the Stevens County Commissioners and the City of Colville on this proposed homeless encampment. On a budget or have kids and don't need anything too fancy? Check out Sandra's Outlet. Just one block down from Sandra's Furniture by the fairgrounds, you'll find Sandra's Outlet, full of sectionals, love seats, sofas, reclining and non-reclining furniture, perfect for budgets, and full of style, including Ashley Furniture. Sandra's Outlet, an extension of Sandra's Furniture, open Tuesday through Saturday. With the 4th of July coming up on Monday, well, we'd like to invite you to a Huckleberry Pancake Breakfast. I'm Iris Miller, Stranger Creek Grange, July the 4th from 8 till 10. The Stranger Creek Grange ladies and the Kulisakis Grange ladies are having a Huckleberry Pancake Sausage, Bacon, and Scrambled Eggs feed at the Stranger Creek Grange building from 8 till 10. There's signs, the Stranger Creek Grange is at Gifford. When you cross the bridge to come to Gifford, there's a turn to the left. You take that, and then there's a sign. You can see it. It's a Quonset Hut-type-looking building down to the left side. Anybody and everybody, happy 4th of July, and come join us and eat hearty. That Huckleberry breakfast, it comes complete. Sausage, bacon, scrambled eggs. Get out and enjoy it. And, oh, boy, will those hot cakes with huckleberries taste fabulous. If you are going through Colville, you may have seen some nice cars displayed in front of Carrie's Auto Body on South Main. Well, we... We talked with them about what's coming up with the Eagle Track Raceway Sprint Car Races. They're taking place this weekend over in Republic with the Sprint Cars. My name is Chris Smelsley. I'm a co-promoter for two-day sprint car spectacular at Republic Eagle Track Raceway. They did have some sprint car events there in the past, so we're just trying to build on what they started back then and get it back off the ground again and try to have a good two-day event for the long weekend for people to come to. We have two classes of sprint cars racing this weekend. We have non-wing sprint cars as well as wing cars. The cars we have on display at Carrie's Auto Body on Main Street right now, one of each car for each division. We have drivers coming from Arizona, British Columbia, Oregon, Washington, Montana. So we got a pretty diverse field of cars. They're sprint cars, so they're purpose-built race car, all tube chassis. Most of them are run on alcohol, fuel-injected. 
kind of range from 500 horsepower to 750 horsepower. So it's an oval dirt track, three-eighths of a mile. We have to race during the day. The track doesn't have lighting, so we're going to race in the afternoon, start at 3 o'clock, and then hopefully be done by dark. It's not part of any type of point series. It's just an open competition race. We've got some decent prize money up for the drivers to try to encourage them to come race for some money. And we've got a band playing Saturday night after the races for everybody to enjoy for a couple hours uh, when the race event's over. Free camping at the racetrack and tailgating and hoping for, I say, a good, fun, long weekend for everybody. Just right outside of downtown Republic. So there's signs. You head south out of Republic on Highway 21 about uh, half a mile down the road, and there's signs heading up to the right to the racetrack. Our non-wing portion of the race we've set up as an invitational race, so we didn't require any pre-registration, basically I knew all the drivers that were going to attend in that event, so we don't have a pre-registration for them. The wing car portion is our bigger paying event, so we have a pre-registration for that. Everybody's on the fence a little bit right now because of the fuel prices, and we actually have a tire shortage in the race industry right now. So people are having a hard time getting tires for their race cars. And so with the expense of things, a lot of guys are sort of waiting to the last minute to see if they can get tires and you know see how their events went last weekend of maintenance on their cars and stuff. The wing cars are around a $25,000 car, and then the engines can range anywhere from 10000 to 50000 depending on how serious you are about it. So, yeah, they are expensive cars, and they're expensive to run. The tires are $300 a piece. It's about five to $800 a night just in engine maintenance to run them. So they're not cheap to run. Um, for the Saturday night, it's a $1,500 to win purse. And we have a bunch of extra, what we call contingencies for different finishing places, fast qualifier. We're going to do a what we call a shootout. So it's a one-on-one heads-up race against two cars. We'll do six cars, and the last car standing basically wins. I think at this point we're up to 300 or $350 for that. We're still collecting sponsors for that. And then Sunday night, the purse is 3000 to win. And then we, again, have a bunch of contingencies for Sunday night as well. And we have contingencies for both classes. So the drivers, you know, in their heat race are going to be racing for an extra $50 and things. There's different little payouts throughout the field as the night goes on. Kind of trying to make it like a fair atmosphere, but obviously this is our first year doing it. We kind of got to start at ground level and work our way up. So, you know, we just want everybody to come out, enjoy their weekend, have a good time. I actually have a shop up at the airport where I build the sprint cars and maintain them for guys all over. So I'm just helping promote this one event. You can either call me or they can go on the Facebook page for Eagle Track Promotions. I can be contacted at CS Fabworks. Phone number is 509-684-6680. Stop in here. We're at 118 Highway 20. That's racing coming up over the weekend in Republic. And make it a great 4th of July weekend. Let's get the final report in the series on honeybees here in Washington State. We did talk with hunting bee apiary to find out more about the important pollinators. A lot of people are afraid of wasps and different types of pollinators in general because they do sting if they are provoked or if you go near them. Specifically, wasp nests are very territorial. Now, honeybees in particular, they're not territorial unless if you are physically inside of their beehive and or if they have a certain type of genetics that make them more aggressive. 
So what I do is I try at the farmer's markets and all the different locations that I teach at is I try to educate everyone that if they do end up seeing a honeybee colony to take photos and then reach out to a beekeeper or we have numerous forums in our Stevens County and Tri-County areas that you can post on there. And then there's tons of hobbyists and sideliner beekeepers who will get in touch with you and then they can decipher whether or not it is a wasp nest or is it really a honeybee colony. And then if so, they can also have nice ways of being able to help you out and assist you with the fear of being stung by them. In regards to the Asian giant hornets that's going to happen, I have seen since the beginning when they came over to Washington State, I truly believe that they will be here eventually. So what I do is I keep my mouse guards on year round, no matter what. I also keep an eye on my apiary just to make sure. But we do have bald-faced hornets and a bunch of other different wasps and hornet species that are here locally that do eat honeybees. They are aggressive. They're not the nicest wasps. However, they do also have a nice balance with each other. This year, whenever I went into my beehives in spring, I had three wasps that were in three different hives that actually overwintered together. So they must have not been detected or been seen as a threat, and they were still alive come spring, which was shocking. But I believe that we can definitely learn from them and just protect our bees in general if we do end up getting the more invasive species in our area. I have a website set up. It's hunting and the letter B dot com. That is my website. I also have my telephone number of 509-680-9310. I have all of my blog information on my website. If you read that, I have recommendations on how to get into beekeeping, a bunch of online courses that I was able to take. I did receive my journeyman certificate for Washington State, so it's been four years straight of school, which is very important, but I do end up helping new honey beekeepers in the area, and I do mentor a lot of them as well, just to help them get established and take care of their beehives. It's just very important to me to teach and to also help everyone who needs to be able to have help with their honeybees. If when you're out and about, you find beehives in some precarious locations, uh, the hunting bee apiary would like to come and relocate them, you can call 509-680-9310. You know Fogel Pump and Supply drills wells, but did you know they can improve the flow of your existing well? It's called hydrofracturing, and it opens new water-producing veins in your low-producing well so you get more water. Talk to the professionals at Fogel Pump and Supply about improving your water supply with hydrofracturing. Fogel Pump and Supply, the water professionals. The Seattle Mariners, well, they hung on to win another one last night. Eight to six, the final score in the opening of the series with the Oakland Athletics. The Mariners, now a 37 and 41 record. The M's picked up runs early, one run in the first inning, one run in the third. Two in the fourth, then a big fourth inning with four runs. Well, that's all the Mariners needed. 
Oakland fought back. They picked up one run in the eighth, one in the ninth, but the M's held on. It's game two of the series with the Athletics, 6 o'clock pregame, first pitch at 7-10. Coming up on Saturday, it'll be a day game with pregame at 12 noon. It's Mariner Baseball on 92.1 KCRK. Today's local weather forecast is brought to you by Kettle Falls Family Dentistry and Implant Solutions at 130 West 10th in Kettle Falls, offering general dentistry for all ages, same-day crowns, new patients, and emergencies are welcome. Lots of sunshine today, 85 for an afternoon high. Clear skies tonight, 53 for a low. Saturday, we're hanging in there. Sunny skies, 87 for the high. On Saturday night, things are going to cloud up, and there's a slight chance of a few showers, 58 overnight. Possible showers and thunderstorms, about a 50% chance on Sunday, 83 for a high. Thunderstorms likely Sunday night. Showers, possible thunderstorms, a high of only 71 on the 4th of July. Still a 40% chance of showers Monday night. Thunderstorms probably going to be before 11 p.m. 50 the overnight low. Mostly sunny by Tuesday. Sunshine on Wednesday a high of 75 Tuesday, 82 Wednesday, a high of 86, slight chance of some showers on Thursday. Let Dr. Chip Johnson and his friendly professional staff give you a new reason to smile at Kettle Falls Family Dentistry and Implant Solutions. We're all getting ready for the 4th of July and the big weekend coming up. Let's be safe. Eric Carpenter with you on KCVL, KCRK.